Chapter 13. Now is the winter of our discontent. It was safe to say that Tony Stark had a bit of an abandonment complex. His childhood had been mostly a series of nannies who stuck around anywhere between a month or a year at a time. His adolescence was filled with his father refusing to talk to him over and over again after some disappointment or another. Then his parents died. It certainly wasn't their fault, but they were gone nonetheless. He had already been friends with Brody by this time. They had met at MIT, but in all the next 30 years, Tony could count on one hand the number of people he had gotten truly close to. There was Obadiah, his substitute father figure, who had him kidnapped and then personally tried to kill him when the first plan didn't work out. Pepper was a bit of an anomaly. While she had ditched out on a romantic relationship with him, not that he could entirely blame her, she had stuck around. He did think of her as one of his true friends, and he had learned a lot from their relationship. Then he had the Avengers. Despite his initial leeriness at the whole teamwork concept, it had felt good. He felt like he was doing something necessary, something important, and he was doing it with people he respected and admired. Of course, he had to royally screw things up with Ultron. Then Bruce disappeared on the Quinjet, Thor left to go look for info on his whole Prophecy of Doom dream thingy, Hawkeye retired. They had added more people, Scarlet Witch, Vision, and Falcon, but it wasn't the same. Then the Accords happened. The Winter Soldier happened, and it all fell apart. Technically, he still had the Avengers, but even he could admit that they were a far cry from what they had been with Captain America. He had stayed at the compound for a while, but Steve's letter, particularly that line about the Avengers being his family, had kept running through his head. It didn't feel like that anymore. It wasn't the same. So Tony left. He distanced himself so that it couldn't ever happen again. Tony wasn't yet 50, but he was already so sick of losing people. He couldn't count the number of times he thought of calling Steve. He carried that stupid flip phone around with him like a damn security blanket, but he never could come up with a reason that seemed good enough. He had made mistakes. He shouldn't have taken his fury out on Barnes, who was no more at fault for his actions than Barton had been when he was under the Mindstone's influence. It was more complicated. The Accords, too, had their problems, and Tony could definitely count some mistakes he made on that front, even if he still believed in them as a concept. Tony knew his brain was impressive. He had people calling him a genius for years. However, even he was amazed at how more than 40 years of abandonment issues could summarize themselves so cleanly in his head in the second that he re-entered the bedroom and found Loki gone. And yet, with the comfortable buzz he had going on and only a few hours of sleep, he couldn't seem to figure out why the god wasn't where he had left him. It had been a bad dream, but it certainly wasn't a new one. He had awoken with his heart thundering in his chest, in a cold sweat, just relieved to be on solid ground, more times than he could count. It actually occurred more than his Afghanistan dreams now, as the years moved on. However, that had been the first time that he woke up to see the face of the guy responsible. For a confused moment, with Loki's wide eyes looking into his, he had been right back there. He had pulled away in defense against the blow he knew was coming, but then he realized that Loki's eyes were wide in concern, not mania and it had all clicked into place again. He had just needed some time alone to decompress, a few drinks to settle his nerves. Apparently, the god had taken him literally. Getting into bed alone, as he did often enough anyway, Tony tried not to be annoyed that he didn't have a certain leggy someone to wrap himself around. Had he seriously turned into a cuddler? That was kind of weird. Oh well, he'd make the guy feel guilty tomorrow, they'd have great sex, and then everything would be right again. When Tony got into bed alone the next night, he was starting to have the feeling that things had gone seriously wrong.
Once again, Loki was feeling sorry for himself. Once again, he was pouting in his room for two days. Unfortunately, this time, he couldn't turn into a cat to seek affection from his brother. The man was nowhere to be found. There was no pounding on the door, no concerned pleas for entrance. This was, of course, preferred. Loki liked his time alone, and was very peaceful not to have to deal with his brother at all hours. Loki managed to maintain this lie up until the morning of the third day. He deliberately missed the council meeting, and still, no one came for him. Loki had convinced himself that he didn't want company, but it was he who was unwanted. Things had probably gone a lot smoother without him anyway. So once again, Loki was forced to consider why he was here. The pathetic truth was, he had nowhere else to go. He wasn't stuck on Earth. He could move throughout the nine, or now, eight, realms. But where would he go? The pathetic truth was, he had nowhere else to go. He wasn't stuck on Earth. He could move throughout the nine, or now, eight, realms. But where would he go? He was either considered dead or a criminal on Alfheim and Vanaheim. He would never go to Nidavellir, Spartalfheim, Musselsheim, or Niflheim. Jotunheim was discarded almost immediately as the others. He could go there. He might even be welcomed there as king for all he knew. The Jotuns were brutal enough they might actually respect him for killing Laufey, but he didn't want to live on that cold rock. No, he was staying on Earth, so he needed to make the best of it. There was nothing he could do for Tony, except stay away to prevent him from being hurt further. So he needed to make things right with his brother. When Thor was ready, he would be too. At this point, after almost three days tucked up in his room, Loki was getting antsy. He decided a little exercise and some fresh air would probably do him a world of good. No one should be in the training yards this late in the afternoon, so it was safe to leave. Loki really needed to get it in his thick skull that he had the worst possible luck. The minute he walked out onto the training yards, he was confronted by Valkyrie. Thank the Norns you're here, Valkyrie gasped. I can safely say that is a phrase that has never been spoken to me before, Loki deadpanned instinctively. Safe to say, I don't intend to utter it again. Please save me from your brother, Valkyrie said, and gestured over to where Thor was wiping his face with the towel across the yard. Whatever is going on with you two, please just kiss and make up. I am done with his temper. At that, a rolling crack of thunder shook the ground. Clouds rolled in, and rain started pouring. Loki and Valkyrie looked over at Thor, who was now glaring at them. Well, that wasn't foreboding at all. I give up. Valkyrie threw her hands up in the air. Kill each other. See if I care. Loki walked onto the grounds unhurriedly. When he got to the weapons rack, he picked up a quarterstaff, hefting it, tossing it, rolling it a bit in his hands to get a feel for the weight. Interesting weather we're having, he said casually, walking out to the center of the combat ring. Thor said nothing, but he grabbed a quarterstaff for himself and met Loki in the center. They took their stances and then, without a word or indication, started sparring. They'd done the stance countless times. The beginning steps were familiar, unvaried. Loki would faint left, Thor would block high on the right, back and forth until they were warmed up. When they started to fight in earnest, it became obvious that Thor was holding back. Even in his temper, the oaf was worried about hurting him. Well, Loki would just have to do something about that. Such temper, Thor, and here I thought I had you tamed as a house cat. Loki struck just a bit harder, and Thor returned the blow in proportion. Good. No more tamed than you. Then again, I'm not so desperate for affection that I would actually hide myself as a pet, Thor countered, swinging wide. Loki just barely avoided the blow to the ribs. In his outrage, he swung back before he'd recovered his balance and almost barreled into Thor himself. 
So the question is, are you angry that I am no longer seeking your attention? Or is it that you've realized you can't accomplish anything without me? Loki jabbed his staff along with his words, getting a hit high on Thor's thigh, as he was just a bit too slow in his surprise. At least I know when to seek out help, but not Loki, no. He always goes it alone, as if you haven't always had friends and family beside you your whole life. They were your friends and a family of liars. It was always just me. It just took a millennium for me to realize that. Thor's eyes narrowed, and the next swing caught Loki's upper arm in a glancing blow. In his rage, Thor was getting sloppy. Even as he was putting more force into the blows, Loki countered but came up short as the butt of Thor's staff hit his jaw. Loki stumbled, but didn't quite fall, the taste of blood in his mouth only fueling him further. The blow to the arm had been a trick, and Loki had played right into it. He wouldn't make that mistake again. He grinned widely, knowing the blood in his mouth would add to the mania in the expression. That little voice was whispering gleefully, You can hurt him. You can make him pay. Loki was done fighting it. So, you abandoned us, knowing full well that I, at least, had never lied. Was as lies to as you were, Thor yelled as Loki approached. Are you still pretending you don't know that wasn't the only issue? That I didn't fit in long before I found out I was a completely different race? Loki anticipated the block that didn't come, and winced as his quarterstaff slammed into Thor's cheekbone with a crack. But when he met Thor's eyes again, his expression was schooled back into a sneer. How long are you going to hold on to that? You belong here. You belong by my side. People respect you. You've been making a difference. But still, you want to pretend you'll always be alone, Thor said, not missing a beat, despite the impressive bruise already flowering on his face. He shoved Loki back a few paces and advanced. It's better that way, Loki snarled. For who? You? Me? How well has that done for you in the past? Attacking Jotunheim, attacking Earth, trying to kill me? How about faking your death, banishing father? Thor kept swinging, keeping Loki stumbling back, unable to move to attack. Exactly. It's my fault we're in this mess in the first place. And this was with me trying to fix at least some of it. If I stick around, who knows what more destruction I'll cause. The last thing the king of Asgard needs is a monster for a little brother. Thor hadn't expected him to stop moving as he spoke and clocked him in the temple. Loki landed heavily on his back, his eyesight going blank for a moment. When his vision returned, Thor was hovering over him concerned. Brother, Thor started, but Loki growled and slapped his hand away, getting to his feet and taking up combat positions again. Loki waited for Thor to do the same. His brother just stood there watching him concernedly. Fight, Loki shouted. No, Loki, we should talk, Thor said, walking forward, holding up a mollifying hand. Loki jabbed him in the sternum with his staff, while trying to keep him away and get his temper up again. It didn't work. Fight me, Loki yelled, and for a second it was years ago. Loki was furious. He wanted to kill Thor, but he still needed to prove he was a worthy son. He was Thor's equal, and for that, Thor needed to fight. But Loki didn't want to kill Thor didn't know what he was trying to prove this time. He just wanted an outlet for everything welling up inside him. He ignored that voice telling him to take advantage, make Thor regret everything. Instead, he threw his staff down. Thor walked forward tentatively, holding up a hand to check Loki's temple. Instead, Loki took the couple of steps forward to meet him and pulled him into a hug. He was seriously pathetic, once again taking comfort in another's arms, but he was too tired to care. He buried his face in his big brother's neck, and wept. They just stood that way for a long while. Thor made no move to pull away, just held Loki for as long as he needed. Finally, Loki felt like he might be able to look his brother in the eye. When he stepped back to do so, he winced at the angry purple dent in Thor's cheek. He had definitely broken the bone. 
Loki raised his hand and with a dose of sparkling green-gold magic, healed it cleanly. He then swept the rest of Thor's body, healing the bruised sternum and the cut thigh while he was at it. I'm sorry, Loki said. Thor nodded, and Loki was sure Thor knew that he meant the apology far more than the wounds that he inflicted. Thor touched his cheekbone. You healed it. Well, yeah. Loki wasn't able to keep the annoyance out of his tone. He decided to heal his own hurts while he was at it, wiggling his jawbone to relieve the tension. You've never been able to heal like that before. Thor actually looked impressed. I told you I was studying with air. Did you think it was a hopeless endeavor? Of course not, but you hadn't mentioned how much you'd improved. Well, actually, Loki hadn't really healed anything like a broken bone before. He had been able to do bruises and cuts just fine, but that was a first. He hadn't even thought about it either. He just shrugged. He wasn't going to read too much into it. Loki, Thor said, in a way that sounded like they were going to start a long discussion, that he really didn't have the energy for. What, Thor? He asked tiredly. Please don't call yourself that again, Thor asked, and Loki didn't have to ask what he meant. He nodded, not that it changed anything. You're my brother, my advisor, my friend. You're Loki. No more, no less. Sentimental oaf. Loki chided, but he smiled a little. Traumatic brat, Thor countered, and Loki grinned. So, are you going to tell me what brought this all on? Though this be madness, yet there is method in it, Loki quoted, before sighing. It wasn't anything specific, just things that it had been building for a while. Thor nodded, but he looked skeptical. Well, as your big brother, I will take on the task to beat it out of you whenever necessary. Thor smiled when Loki actually chuckled at that. It's a heavy burden, but I believe a god such as I is up to the task. Loki shoved Thor, who then stumbled a bit over the raised ring they were crossing that delineated the combat zone. Only if I get to beat you every time your head gets too big. Deal, Thor responded immediately, and they clasped hands in accord. Loki felt lighter than he had in days. He didn't know if he deserved this, but he was going to take it anyway. Loki could make peace with his brother and new Asgard. He could make peace with leaving Tony to heal knowing it would be better for the mortal if he wasn't around. Loki could do this. Tony wasn't sure he could do this. He was completely lit and about to walk into a board meeting where he had to pretend to be responsible. What was more, he had to pretend well enough to convince Pepper there was nothing wrong. Yep, he was screwed. Actually, no, he wasn't. In fact, there had been no screwing whatsoever, and that was the problem. After three days of no Loki, which, sure, wasn't the longest the guy had ever gone, but still, they had the talk with the whole relationship thing, so Loki knew how crappy it was. Tony had crawled into the bottom of a scotch bottle. That was three days ago. He was now just one day away from the longest he had gone without hearing from Loki since the bastard had appeared in his lab the first time. Tony didn't know why he thought attending this board meeting would be a good idea. Sure. Friday had chided him incessantly, but she was way easier to ignore than Jarvis had been. Oh, Jarvis. Add him to the list of people Tony had lost in one way or another. Both of them, actually. The list was getting depressingly long. He still hadn't brought himself to add Loki to it yet, but it was just a matter of time. Tony made his way to the office, hardly stumbling at all. Good for him. He just needed one thing before sitting through this annoying meeting. He was under his desk, rummaging through his secret drawer because he was cool that way, when the door opened. Tony, Pepper called, and Tony hit his head on the underside of the desk. 
It should have been a concerning sign of his level of inebriation, but it didn't hurt all that much. He didn't even see stars. At least, not any more than he had been seeing before. Hey, Pepper, just grabbing some supplies for the meeting, he called, rummaging through the drawer again. Where was it? He knew he left a bottle in here. Are you looking for the alcohol you left? You won't find it, Pepper told him. Tony hit his head again in surprise. How did she get over to the desk so damn fast? Could she teleport? Could everybody teleport except him? Maybe he should start trying to work on a teleporter. Tony couldn't believe that he hadn't thought about that one before. Then his brain caught up with what Pepper had said. Why? Did I drink it already? No, I got rid of it. You shouldn't be keeping alcohol at work, Pepper said. Curses. Foiled again. Pepper helped him up, which was probably for the best since he wasn't 100% sure where to put his feet. What happened, Tony? What's wrong? Nothing's wrong. I just party a little too much, that's all. Last night turned into this morning, and you know how it goes. Tony slurred. A little. I'm surprised Loki doesn't have some sort of spell to instantly sober you up, Pepper mused. That was actually a really good point. Did Loki have a spell like that and not share it with him? Asshole probably did. He's terrible at healing type stuff, Tony found himself saying. Why did he remember shit like that? Loki said it offhand once, and now apparently it was in his head forever. That seems about right, actually, Pepper said. No, it wasn't right. Nothing was right. Yep, only annoying and destructo magic for the god of mischief. Just about right, Tony said instead. Pepper frowned at him suspiciously. Did you and Loki have a fight? Pepper asked. Nope, Tony said, which was totally the truth. A fight he could have dealt with. Then he could have yelled at the guy and then fucked him silly and then everything would be okay. No, he just took off without a word. Why don't you go home, Tony? Pepper said, not believing him for a second. This isn't a particularly crucial meeting. No one will be surprised that you aren't here. Hey, Tony protested. I resemble that remark. Wait, that wasn't right. Go home, Tony. Get some sleep and sober up. If I don't hear from you by 10 a.m. tomorrow, I will come out there personally to check up on you. Tony shuddered. Pepper would definitely make him pay if she did that. Yes, ma'am. So Tony went home. He didn't sleep. He definitely didn't sober up. Instead, he started working on a teleporter. By the time 10 a.m. was rolling around, Tony wasn't sober, but he wasn't as drunk as before. He was definitely sober enough to trick Pepper. She seemed to buy it, and thus Tony was off the hook for a few days. It took one more day before Tony realized that he had to get out of the tower. Loki was everywhere. The wine glasses in the kitchen, the couch, in the lab, and most definitely the bed. It was Pepper all over again. Yet, in some ways, it was far worse. At least Pepper had the balls to actually break up with Tony. At least Tony knew it was over, knew why it was over, and knew that he would still have Pepper in his life, as his friend, as his CEO. He had no idea why Loki was gone. Was one nightmare seriously enough that he just decided, screw it, Tony's not worth this trouble? Had he just gotten distracted and would show up tomorrow all repentant and sexy until Tony forgave him again? He couldn't have been so stupid as to take Tony's request to leave him alone as a permanent thing, right? Tony had no idea, and short of flying to New Asgard, he had no way to know. It wasn't like he had called the pilot ten times to ready the plane. It wasn't like Tony had picked up the phone at least twenty-five times to call Thor. But at the end of the day, Tony had his pride, damn it. If he was so easy to toss aside like that, well, he would show just how easily he could move on. At least he would move on. In a few days or so. 
after he'd left this stupid tower with all of its stupid memories.